Hello and welcome to the Hype Collective podcast. I'm Joshua Kappa, Youth Marketing Assistant here at Hype Collective and University Student. And I'm Paul Stollery, Creative Director at Hype Collective. So if you haven't heard of us, we're a student marketing agency and we work primarily across experiential marketing, content production and research. Now, uh, towards the end of last year, we were speaking to a load of students uh, about how we could help them uh, take their first steps in their careers. And pretty much all of them said the same thing. They said, we want to find a mentor. And we thought working in the industry, that'd be something that we could probably help them out with. We started Hype Mentoring at the top of 2018, a scheme that connects young people to the creative industries. And in our first Hype Collective podcast series, we'll be chatting to some of our amazing mentors about how they got to where they are now and what advice they'll have for students and young people beginning their careers. Is, is, I, th- I think freelancing is actually a blessing. Like it's when, it, when it's great, it's amazing and you feel like on top of the world. But at the same time, you need to be ready for when um, it's not so great. Mm. And when there's um, a slump in, I don't know, you're applying for loads of things and like no one's getting back to you. And it's been like, I don't know, say three weeks, a month and like rent's coming up. And unfortunately, you haven't, um, uh, you haven't um, financially planned for this like um, downtime. And, but th- but that's like a learning curve, and I think once you get over that, freelancing's like amazing. Hey, I'm Joshua Capo without Paul Solary. I'm by myself this week, but today I'm joined by Jordan Williams, integrated designer at Creative Drive, where we talk about being a versatile designer, nine to five versus freelance, and getting the most out of your work. Hope you enjoy. very much Jordan for joining us today on what is the final episode of the Meet the Mentor series um, in the Hype Collective podcast. Um, thanks very much for coming. Cool. No and first of all I wanted to ask you to sort of introduce yourself so sort of what you do um, and um, what your day-to-day is. Okay cool. Um, so basically I'm a graphic designer slash creative I'd say um, based uh, mainly focusing on print and digital design. So that kind of encompasses um, brand campaigns, uh, corporate communications, web design. Um, yeah, just like a big mixture of um, traditional graphic design mediums and with also some more like contemporary ones, essentially. So, yeah, quite a big mixture, I'd say. Mm. How do you find that sort of um, big mixture works for you? Like, were you always doing that um, sort um, of like integrated level of design or were you... So I kind of started off at, um, in fashion, essentially, at an online menswear retailer where, yeah, I guess actually thinking about it now, it was like also a varied role. So I was doing like web design, like email design, um, helping out with like lookbooks and um, photo shoots, um, collaborating with like other brands. And yeah, I think that probably gave me like a really good um, foundation, essentially, to my um, practice, I guess. Um, mm. Yeah, and I, I think I do really enjoy it. I don't really like... Sticking to like one sole thing, I like to be like fingers in different pies, I guess, and mm. just gain like more experience. Work with loads of different people, mm. work on different projects. Kind of, um, I think one thing that I'm quite good at is if there's like a subject subject matter that I don't know about, I'll go and research it and kind of like get underneath like the issue and to try and find like some insight that can um, produce like a graphic solution or whatever it may be, like as a designer that I need to produce. 
whether it's for a client or um, yeah, for friends. So mm, that's really important. So you do your own research in the agency then. Um, or is that just like personal research when you're given a brief um, or something? Yeah, yeah. I think I think briefs usually from clients aren't as detailed as they should be. Um, and I think uh, <laughs> what's, what's what's quite important is you have to take their brief and sort of like rewrite it in your own sort of with your own sort of stance because mm. I think they're objective. They're quite objective minded, whereas you need to be like, what's the actual um, appropriate response to what they want to achieve essentially mm. and i think that's why clients employ us designers so we because we have that like um design thinking and we know like what um potentially could work or what um, potentially won't work so mm. we kind of have to like unpack the unpack the brief uh take stuff out put put research um sections in potentially and then yeah represent it to the client in the meeting essentially and go from there mm. Yeah, that's that's very true. They the hmm. briefs people receive briefs that creatives receive are very somehow. I I always like to say very somehow because it doesn't really mm. mean much, but it also means everything in the same yeah. breath. They're like it. I'd almost just love for people to write down everything that they're thinking in their mm. head before you create something, and then they're like, yeah. "Oh no, that's not how I envisioned yeah, it. How yeah, are you supposed yeah, to know?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is really important to try and um, sort of unpack the brief, rewrite the brief, reshape it to mm. make sure that everyone's getting the best out of the process. Definitely, um, definitely. that is that is really important. I do think. Um, yeah. So um, you've described a bit of your day to day, but you did mention a lot of stuff that I'm sure many students who are looking to get into the industry probably won't know about. So like, yeah. Um, so when you get into the office in the morning, what happens basically is the question. <laughs> cool, no, that's cool. Um, so day to day, if it's a Monday, we'll all have like a Monday morning meeting. We'll like um, what we started to do now more recently, which I really like, is go to the cafe like around the corner, just so like everyone meets in the morning in like a different space, and we can just like chat and go through like the objectives of the week, the day, um, the month, if if we know that far ahead. Um, after after which we'll come back to the office. Um, we've all been assigned things to do through um, our like project management system, which is um, project management systems. They can be really tricky. <laughs> like <laughs> um, R one, I think we had some teething problems, but we're we're getting we're getting there, which is good. Um, so it's quite nice that everyone knows what they're working on. All the um, assets are in a like unified place. Mm. Um, on this management system slash or the server um and then yeah you just kind of work through your um to-do list essentially and that for me that could be um a corporate document that needs redesigning um a brochure um a web design that needs starting um trying to think what else uh or um what what i've done previously in this role as well is like art directing video content for like brands so oh, that's cool that's yeah that's something i really enjoyed because it's kind of like a break from the traditional graphic design which i was talking about and moving into like more art directions like strategy working with um, videographers and mm. editors and stuff like that and yeah again back to that um how, doing the mixture of things which i really enjoy so going from like still and print design to moving image mm. which is like really interesting because you kind of have to have a different way of thinking about things because I think editors and videographers are great because they think in motion whereas um, a lot of um, 
2D designers and 3D designers think like instill. So it's mm. nice to like I guess bring those two um, practices together and create something like really interesting. Mm, that's really cool. I didn't see that coming to be fair, um, art direction and stuff because oftentimes when people think about um, getting into creativity as a designer, mm-hmm. it is very much thinking in um, in still form, as you said, um, yeah. very much not really thinking about um, doing things outside of that, working with um, other disciplines to try and create something amazing. I don't see that as often mm. as I'd like. So um, that's really important and really interesting to me that yeah. you're able to do that not only in, in your own time or um, whenever you um, are working on other things, but also inside your job as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that's something that's really important and something I wish I did more of when I was younger. Because mm. I think when you're younger, like school, um, sixth form, college, university, you kind of have all this free time. Mm. And I'd really like push anyone who's wanting to get into the creative industry or, to th- or thinking about it just to like create just do something whether it's like with friends um i used to tumblr was a really big thing for me when i was younger so i used to follow those designers like uh, fashion designers um photographers uh game designers all sorts and i think i had like this network that i didn't necessarily know in person but all you all you had to do was dm them and be like yo should we collab on something or i've got this idea why don't we do this sort of thing and i think that's where doing stuff like that you a a learn how to communicate with people Mm. b you're developing your skills your practice and c you most of the time you get something really cool out of it which Mm. i think a lot of students don't really do because they have this idea that if they're going into a design job the job wants to see like um i don't know a a complete overhaul branding project that's been done for a corporate client whereas actually what can give you a bit of edge against everyone else is if you have these like passion projects or a passion project that you've kind of worked on off your own back um, mm. collaborating with people on and it just like makes your portfolio so much more fresher and a bit more like relevant mm. exactly exactly um, I feel like we've touched on this theme in different ways mm. in about four out of six of the episodes yeah. of this podcast and it's amazing that so many people are picking up on the same thing and that just shows how important it is to not always one want to have that polished image yeah as yeah. a grad coming out of uni or as someone coming out of sixth form it doesn't really make sense because mm. how can you be polished at such a young age yeah, yeah and also not only to limit your work to a corporate thing i think mm. that was what we touched on in the first yeah. episode um actually um, where um, Tumblr absolutely was a huge thing. Those are the those were really the good old days. Trust you know? me, literally, I, every day I'm like I miss Tumblr so much because it was just I don't, it was kind of like imagine like Pinterest, Instagram, and just the general internet just in one place. Mm. I think it's mad. Like I remember, I think it was like the Twitter of the day because you'd see like news on Tumblr yeah, way before would. like yeah. any anything else, and it was kind of yeah. like I think a really interesting time where the internet was just kind of becoming a bit more accessible because mm. I know um, like back in the day I used to be on like gaming forums and all that sort of stuff so you it's I find it really interesting that memes are really popular now whereas back yeah. in the day like it was such a nerdy thing like, it on was these, like internet it really like, was gaming or PC gamer forums whereas now it's like such a mainstream thing and I mm. kind of think like wait why are you guys sharing memes you're probably like 
taken the mick out of all these um, nerds <laughs> that were playing Warcraft or whatever. Because um, I'm not were. saying I played Warcraft, but I'm just like just an example. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just it's just funny how culture changes and how that can affect, I guess, just the whole generation. Mm. Yeah, I think what we were talking about. Um, wanting students wanting to be the, like the polished thing like when they graduate I think it's tough because at that point you're kind of in this bubble and you're quite naive and it's hard to think that I don't know this creative director that you look up to is just like a normal person and wants exactly. to like know you as a person exactly. rather than because they're not hiring your portfolio someone I remember someone told this to me they're they're hiring you as a person not your portfolio mm. and I think that's something that should probably be instilled onto like students a lot more rather than the pressure of like getting this polished thing out mm. you should also i think yeah say if um the university has like i don't know these like modules i think there should be time to or the university should like um not enforce but encourage like people to have their own like passion projects as it were I agree with that. Mm. Um, definitely universities don't do that enough. Mm. They only really, um, well, in my experience, yeah. I have to add, <laughs> because otherwise someone's going to come for me. Um, <laughs> but they only really sort of encourage passion projects when they become fully-fledged things. And I yeah. think that's really dangerous. Yeah. Because otherwise, other than that, the university just wants you, they don't even want you to have a part-time job. They, mm. they just want you to like only focus on the degree and whatnot yeah. and that's what they put on their website they discourage mm. jobs especially Russell Group universities mm. or whatever and I think that's really dangerous because it just it tells people that unless you're building a business or unless you're doing this and that and the other yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. You, whatever you're doing on the side isn't of worth and you should just be focused on getting your degree to get a yeah. grad job and that's really dangerous yeah I, no, I, yeah. that's like a really interesting point because I think it was really it was um interesting for me because I went to Bournemouth Arts Uni and mm. Bournemouth kind of has two unis they have like a conventional uni that does yeah. more conventional courses than then the arts uni and then just seeing the it's 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 weird how it was so obvious like who who would belong to who sort of mm. thing I guess uh, a because I guess art students just in general are a bit wacky and like dress like, a bit more like flamboyantly but b just I think when you talk, when I was talking to like different people, um, I had like three jobs through uni, not at the same time, like different times. Yeah. And then you could, it's funny, just like mannerisms and like interests and like outlooks on like uni and life. You could just kind of tell like where whether they were at the arts uni or uh, the normal um, uni. And I think what the AUB Arts University Bournemouth was really good at was sort of if you had like this fun thing you wanted to do and it was creative they'd like quite push push you into it which I Mm. thought was quite nice and that's really good yeah even when it came to like your final major projects they kind of encouraged you to um, do something that you're passionate about because it's going to be like your final major project it's going to I don't know it's going to be like going to spend like a year or like half the year on this thing so Mm. you kind of need to be like um uh, passionate and motivated about it otherwise 100%. yeah it won't come out as great as it could essentially mm, exactly ex- exactly and yeah I, I feel like arts unis probably do that more because yeah a bit more I mean, if, like if you're not passionate and, about yeah yeah definitely a bit more open if you're not passionate about mm. something in a and you're doing an art discipline then good luck to you <laughs> but um even other degrees because i know so many people 
um, who are already um, like fully fledged in the creative industry, they're um, whatever title you want to call them, creative, mm. creative director, art director, this, that, and the third. Mm. But they didn't do anything to do with arts at university. Yeah, yeah. They did yeah. your regular history, or your PP, mm. or something. Yeah. And then they fell into this. Mm. And I think that's like really cool because th- what I don't like about the industry is that everyone kind of comes from the same background and. Um, um, how can I put this? I think it's nice to have like diversity, whether that's yeah, where where you come from, what you studied, like mm. where you studied, where mm. you lived, what experiences you've had, etc. Because I think it just makes like um, creative teams much more richer and hundred percent. And it, you and you can tell in the work, like I think having being able to bounce off ideas from people. I don't know, for example, someone I might be working with someone. Um, I did a project with a guy in Pakistan, um, a freelance project, and it was really interesting. Like he's he had so many different ideas than I did, mm. and it just made like the project so much like better. That's cool. Sense. That's really yeah. cool. And yeah, diversity is definitely something that the creative industries need to do and stop just talking about. Yeah. Wow. It's oh a, my it's, god. It's, it's it's a tough one. Like, yeah. Like, what's what's the, what's the answer? Is it just well? Because I, I remember my school year was like mad diverse, like so, so, so diverse. And then mm. I think being at like a few agencies I've been in, it's kind of like there's been like quite a lot of times where I guess, yeah, I've been the only like black person or like ethnic person in the in the room essentially. And yeah, you kind of just sit there and be like, how is it? How, how has this happened? Sort of thing. Because London mm. is, is so diverse. Mm. And yeah. It's it's true, but I look at a lot of these companies. Um, like say if I'm searching, um, for something on LinkedIn or whatever, mm. people are trying to connect with me from different agencies. I often click on their click on their name, scroll past their experience history, scroll past their university, go, and if they've added it, because mm. quite a few people are taking it off because they don't want to look a certain way. Yeah. If they've added their high school or yeah. their secondary school, I look at it and I'm like, oh. That's a private school. Uh, right. Wow. Yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. No matter who who it is, like mm. w- whether you're even black, um, Asian, white yeah, in yeah, the yeah. industry, the likelihood is you've been to private school if mm. you're um, if you're a direct at a director level now, mm. or if you're something like that. There are very few people who have been to a state school, which already mm. that in itself will already limit the amount of minorities yeah. you're ever going to get yeah, in the yeah, industry, yeah. and that sure. is something that like what do ad agencies just go to private schools and like yeah. do they do seminars there yeah, what, what's yeah. going on yeah. but really no people are just hiring people that look like themselves and that talk mm. like themselves and that they see, see themselves in and unless they're going to renew that renew their mind process and thinking and actually actively go against everything that has benefited them mm. then it ain't gonna change <laughs> yeah which is the unfortunate thing but there's something else I did want to touch on yeah um, which is the fact that you also, before um, this job, you mm-hmm. had a stint of being freelance. Yeah, yeah, I did. Now, that is really going to be of interest to, I'm sure, a bunch of students listening sure. and young creatives listening. Because there's been this debate on Twitter since records began <laughs> about being an entrepreneur and being freelance yeah. versus a nine to five. And I always wonder, first of all... Mm. Why is that a debate? And to to you who's done both, yeah, what do you think about that from, okay. coming from the creative industries? Um, why it's a debate? I think 
it all I think it all boils down to like what people are interested in and what they're comfortable doing I think some people love the routine mm. and um, think or it's apparent that yeah full-time job there's security um, you have a team to like chat to and see every day which I'm um, some people if you're a people person that's really good um, and I think career pro- progression is a lot more like laid out mm. uh, in most cases if you if you've got a full full time job, you kind of have these objectives to do, and um, which you review in six months, and hopefully then get promoted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, versus just being out there on your own, I, I guess. And freelancing is is I th- I think freelancing is actually a blessing. Like it's when it when it's great, it's amazing, and you feel like on top of the world. But at the same time, you need to be ready for when um, it's not so great, mm. and when there's um, a slump in I don't know, you're applying for loads of things, and like no one's getting back to you, and it's been like I don't know, say three weeks, a month, and like rents coming up, and unfortunately, you haven't um, uh, you haven't um, financially planned for this like um, downtime. And, but th- but that's like a learning curve, and I think once you get over that, freelancing's like amazing. Like mm. honestly, it's so much fun. I remember, I think it was last summer. Um, I was like super busy doing like loads of different projects, um, being able to also take time out. So say if I don't know, you're all caught up on your work for the week, and it's Wednesday, why not just go to like Hackney Marshes with your friends and just chill chill for the day? Because mm. that that time out of your workspace or out of your office just to recharge is just so important I think especially when when you're freelancing especially and having that um being able to do that just to take time out which you can't do in a full-time role I think is Mm. like really really beneficial especially Mm. for um yeah I guess us millennial generation who like yeah millennials and gen z yep stick it to the man and all that (laughs) (laughs) apparently Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think I think the main difference is basically security and the unknown. So mm. full time being security and freelance being the unknown. But what I love now, because um, obviously Twitter, you've got people like Poet, Vujinic, um, oh yes, all these uh, Maya Jammer, mm. um, oh, trying to think of other people, uh, the Receipts Podcast, all these yeah, people that Jackie. are doing like amazing, amazing things, and they're all freelance. And I think mm. that's like really positive for especially all the uh, millennials on Twitter like Mm. to see them do well and think okay I'm in this job maybe it's not for me I haven't really felt that job satisfaction for a while I want to do this thing why don't I I don't know financially plan um, whether it's like I don't know stay at the job for another two months or whatever then Mm. try flute freelance and see how it goes Mm. and yeah go from there really I think Mm. that's a really nice thing that's happening right now and I think that freelance I guess the world of freelance wasn't that visible before, whereas now it's like, uh, I think a lot of people, a lot more people that I know and see are going freelance. Mm. It's like, it's nice, it's nice to see. Mm. Exactly, exactly. It is really nice to see. And it's nice to see that it's possible. Yeah. Because I know a yeah, lot of yeah, people yeah. Um, often think, oh, this freelance thing is never going to work out because mm. maybe they don't have the client list that they want. Yeah. Or maybe they don't have the financial planning um, capabilities that they want because they're not getting enough income and things mm. like that. They're not able to do as many things as their friends in um, nine to fives are doing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
at the same time, it definitely is possible because of the people yeah. that we've mentioned and the, the countless amounts of others who are doing it, mm. um, and then some. Yeah, which is which is amazing. But um, the the sort of financial planning aspect of it, mm. and the just making sure that you're afloat. I know we've spoken before about this. Both of us mm. definitely had yeah. times where the workload has not been coming in as much. Nope. And you've we've sort of been like trying to figure out how to yeah. pay rent and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So how how do you, how would you say like you've um, approached that and sort of avoided those situations? Yeah. Um, like you never went homeless. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So. I think it's a massive learning curve and I think it helps knowing other people that are free. If, if you know someone else that is freelance, I think it's really important if you're thinking about it to like go just chat to them about how they do it, how they plan how they assess um, difficulties, stress mm. management like massively important as well. Mm. Um, I think I, it's a tough one because I think at my lowest point, like mentally, it was just so draining, just mm. applying for like, like uh, loads of different like posts and roles. And then it's not even like rejection, I can handle rejection, but when people don't get back to you, you're just like, oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tough. And it's, you kind of have to have like, a thick skin or just have the idea in your head that it's gonna everything's gonna turn out fine because I think having yeah having that sort of train of thought always helps I guess you you kind of um what's the word it kind of keeps you motivated to keep going because if you stop then yeah nothing's gonna happen like nothing's gonna happen if you're not doing anything so you have to like constantly be um I don't know talking to people applying for things um, the power of nepotism is like massive, Oof. huge. So I think at my low points, I'd just contact like all my friends and be like, yo, um, I'm free for however long. Um, do you have any roles going or do you know of anything going? And mm. I think nine, nine out of ten, ten, if you ask all your friends or your network, like something will come out of it, mm. which I think is really important. It's, it's, it's tough to think of that openly when you've got all this like pressure on you financially and stress and this, that and the other. But I think just to take a step back and think, okay, logically, how am I going to get, yeah, the, the next gig essentially. Mm. And um, yeah, that's sort of how I dealt with it. And yeah, lo and behold, I got something, I think after like a few weeks or a yeah. month. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think also take into consideration, which is really important, which you don't really get when you're full time, is that around Christmas and um, the new year, it's like mad quiet. Like, I yeah. think for graphic design, essentially, or just being a designer, um, financially plan for that period. <laughs> also, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like an accountant of just saying financials, financials, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's so important, I think, it is. when you're on your own. It is. I do remember, oh gosh, Christmas um, two years ago. Not not this past year because I've been at hype for like a year, so I mm. I can't come and say that. Um, but um, <laughs> Christmas two years ago, that was an interesting one for me, and New Year's as well because I was looking at roles and and whatnot and trying to do stuff in a more freelance capacity, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? If mm. everyone's on holiday, surely they want people to work. <laughs> yeah. Why is nothing happening? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize no one was caring. Like yeah. it's just. I think you know? in the creative industry as a, in general as well, I think we um, value holidays a lot more as if you're at like, actually, maybe not creative. I think most creative agencies value holiday, whereas um, some ad advertising agencies, it can be a bit more like intense. Yeah. So like 
working, I don't know, Christmas Eve or whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, kind of like know your audience, know your clients, um, try and anticipate like um, where where there'll be like down down downtime moments. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's all about planning really, and if you do that, you'll you'll be fine essentially. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely depends mm. on whichever whichever company that you maybe you're going to cover, yeah. f- do cover for or like to go in and help out a busy period. Mm. Um, it depends on their company culture. Yeah. Some companies will have you in a freelance capacity. Your day rate will be X Y Z, and you'll mm. be there for ten hours, twelve hours. Yeah. Yes, that. Other companies, yeah. your day rate will be X Y Z, and you're mm. there for five. Yeah, and then you get to go on company drinks, and they pay for that. Um, it yeah. all depends. Yeah, it's... on the. It's also, I think, I in for, tra- in because you're you're on your own, you need to enforce like if you're working extra, you'll get you should be getting paid for it. So if you're going over, if you're getting paid a day rate and you're going over your specified like eight nine hours, um, yeah, make sure you're getting paid for the extra work because mm. why are you working for free, sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, definitely value yourself, um, and also speak to your friends, speak to people in the industry like don't think because it can feel like a really lonely place but obviously if you've got friends or you know of people that are also freelance just like hit them up and be like mm. i don't know i'm struggling with this what do you think do you help out or because i think that can kind of give you a better perspective and mm. kind of calm you down in the sense if you're going through like um like a mad period it can be like okay maybe everything's like not as mad as i thought mm. because everyone else is kind of going through the same thing and i'm not alone and yeah I think mm. that's also important. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, so you've worked freelance. Yeah. You've worked in house. Yeah. You've done fashion. You've done art direction. Yeah. You've done graphic design. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? <laughs> um, especially since you yeah. haven't been out of uni for that long. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I think yeah. it's it's really it's really funny when I look back on it because I don't think I really I think no I did I didn't know how lucky I was because I think. Two weeks after uni, I got um, an internship at an online menswear um, retailer, and they were a startup. And <laughs> mm. I remember the um, the girls that were looking for um, they basically the company needed a designer, and the marketing assistants who were also like placement students, yeah, um, were looking. Um, they were in charge of essentially looking for designers and sending it to their boss and then the boss oh. would say like oh yeah yeah let's let's get get him in the office or and for an interview etc and then um so they picked me on the basis of my instagram which i didn't know i think i think i, I started then like i may, must have been six months to a year later they told me and i was like wow that's amazing so wow. they just they they like love my work obviously but mm. also my instagram just gave them like i don't know a bit of personality mm. i think i had like an interest in <laughs> i can't remember what my bio was but it was like quite funny or or, or something along those lines so um, yeah. yeah essentially that got me got my foot in the door um um and then from then i was yeah design intern working under creative lead for a few months and then the creative lead um left and then obviously the position opened up Mm. and then i was lucky enough to get that creative lead position so i was kind of out of uni not a year and also um essentially i hate i hate to use creative creative the creative director role because obviously i'm just out of uni i'm not a creative director i'm essentially doing a similar role with a lot less experience but essentially creatively directing the company um 
and yeah, it was an amazing, amazing experience. I think definitely thrown in the deep end. Mm. Um, I learned so much about um, design, design for fashion, obviously, um, mm. how to communicate with different people in the company. So yeah, yeah. I was day to day working with our um, chief technical officer who um, coded the website and handled all, the, all our systems, etc. So he was like a really cool um, like techie guy. Um, speaking to my CEO, trying to like suggest these um, projects that we should do within the company. So um, the, I think the big objective was to um, grow our audience because we're quite small and we're a startup. No one really knows about us. How can we grow our audience? Um, I think one of the ideas we all came up with was um, to create this interactive um, history of the trainer timeline. And essentially it had like the very first leather trainer from the 90s. Uh, I think 19, yeah, the 1900s, 1800s, uh, wow. all the way through to the, um, I think at the time, the most futuristic trainer was like the Nike, um, I think you could charge it or something. But, oh, oh the, sorry, the, I think it was called the Nike Hyperdrive. I probably got that wrong. Don't quote me, but it was the trainer <laughs> where um, the concept came out that it was a self-tying shoelace. Oh, like, yeah, Nike I trainer. remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, so we had, like, I'd say, like, 50 trainers in this interactive timeline. It was basically, like, a micro website. Um, mm. Yeah, we designed it, um, coded it, and then just sent it out to, like, PR and um, a few... Um, magazines and online and basically platforms with massive huge audiences and mm. it, it, it got featured on GQ in a few different countries right. um, End Clothing um, and also like Hypebeast mm. and that I think was like one of the probably one of the proudest projects I worked there because mm. out of nothing we just created this cool thing and it was completely on brand and mm. just attracted like so many um, different people and and of course like we linked it to our like shoe section so people yeah. would like, hopefully buy the, um, the shoes that were featured yeah um, and yeah like it was really successful I think and it grew our like SEO and all that mm. sort of stuff which is like also one of the, the objectives yeah um, 100%. so yeah like I was there for two and a bit years had like a really really great time um, also doing day-to-day stuff like newsletters um, rolling out campaigns updating the website stuff mm. like that which was um, also a great learning um, experience like how to use like web systems and um, servers and um, yeah just kind of becoming really organized straight out of uni which yeah. was definitely good for me and I think it gave me the confidence like to I guess, say when um, I went into other interviews, I had, like, all this work that I could show off that yeah. I'd done for, yeah, however long, and I could express myself, um, not perfectly, but to an extent that people get my, um, uh, people got my ideas across. I, I could get my ideas across, essentially, mm. um, in a, like, um, succinct manner. Um, and, yeah, no, it was really, really fun. And I think... The biggest part of it was we all felt like a team. Like That's amazing. Yeah, it was because we were all quite young, like-minded, um, apart from like a few, uh, like CEO, um, basically apart from like the higher positions. And yeah, we were kind of like just like the, we had good times together, bad times together, but we were all kind of in the same boat. Mm. And yeah, no, it was like a really, really great experience. And I think I'm, qu- I'm quite happy I did it because it set me up for doing like other things like I was so I think I had like a bit of an edge against people my age at that mm. time because yeah I held down that position and created like all this work and got to experience yeah lots of good things that's such a steep learning curve yeah wow From yeah it was intern to creative lead yeah like and that 
you just you kind of had to um, basically you really trust your ideas and trust your instinct yeah. and like be able to show okay I don't think we should use this graphic we should use this one because mm. of x y and z and I've researched how our audience react to other things mm. and a lot of <laughs> I think a lot of it was um, there was a lot of um, adverts that I'd had to create so like Facebook advertising Instagram advertising and I think that kind of <laughs> that's the reason I don't really like social media anymore because <laughs> I was day in day out creating ads for yeah. Facebook and Insta but um, yeah no it was great I got to meet so many different people as well it's um, amazing yeah another highlight which I think um, is quite a, a good thing to bring up is I was super interested in electronic music and it happened that we got in touch with like a PR agency and they were like oh do you want to go to this festival like abroad da, 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 we'll sort you out tickets all you guys need to do is just come up with something how it can I don't know relate to the menswear brand essentially so mm. what we did is just went out and did like street style photography for, for the festival and then cool. I did like a write up a review on our blog and yeah that was like another thing I really enjoyed so Amazing. it was kind of like again having that variation of okay I'm a graphic designer but also why don't if I'm interested in this why don't I try and pursue that within the role mm. and I think that's something that yeah I've learned is definitely possible but you kind of just have to push it and oh, like see absolutely. what the response is from your bosses or from like um, agencies you're also working with sort mm. of thing so yeah yeah no, it's a great experience that's amazing that really yeah. is amazing and then wow. yeah, so sorry. Since um, since that, I've just I kind of been doing like a bunch of different um, freelance positions at like small to medium agencies. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to Simon about um, when I was um, in at Comic Relief. I did like a post there, oh, yeah. and we were like creating this um, sport relief app, which was like amazing. Like everyone was like so nice. Like working in a charity is so nice. I'd like mm. definitely suggest everyone work in a charity if you can or get yep. some charity experience. Because yep. just you. I would say that. It gives you, yeah, again, it just gives you like such a um, different perspective on like the working world and how it can be. Because yeah, everyone's just like really nice. They really value um, like staff um, well-being mm. and yeah, just got to create some really fun stuff, um, especially because it was mainly, primarily um, targeted at kids, like the app, yeah. or like young people, and um, office teams, like, so we had to make it fun, it couldn't be like dull, boring, mm. it had to be like really like, entertaining, and mm. um, yeah, want, make people want to use it, essentially. Mm. So. That's really great. So, like, a lot of experience thrown across... A very short space of time. Yeah, like I, yeah, I was thinking on the way here. Like I graduated five years ago, and it's weird because it feels That's like a so long amazing. time, but it actually isn't. It's in not the grand it's scheme not. of things. Yeah, there are graduates out there, which is another thing I think um, a lot of creatives need to remember how much that they've done and how young everyone's getting yeah. and how quick everything's getting. Because yeah. um, like five years in five years, some people are still looking for their first big grad job. Mm. In um, like after after a couple of years, a lot of people still have not found the job that they that they're gonna land themselves in. They may be doing something here, mm. something there, but it's nothing that's really gonna. It's not. It's not a career based job for yeah. a lot of people. So, and to me, to be honest, to be able to find an internship role right out of uni, after two weeks mm. of 
um, being out of uni, um, did you have any experience like whilst you were inside uni? Um, so I did a intern role at um, a local design agency, which I thought was um, yeah, which again was like really really good. I think I just did a week there, and I was doing like um, I think it was like uh, up basic essentially uploading um, products to a, cus- a customer management system, like for this um, outdoor. Um, clothing brand mm. um which wasn't like the most interesting but it was just really cool to be in in an agency just see what everyone's doing be mm. involved in like some meetings and stuff and just to see how it all works so mm. yeah it, and it kind of gave me a grounding of like what it's actually like yeah. in the industry because i think when you before you step into one you're kind of like have the all these ideas of what it's like but once you're actually there it's just really interesting um just how it actually works exactly. and how it how everyone sort of like how all the different roles work also um i think i remember being amazed they had this like mad coffee machine it was one of those like old school diner bright red coffee machines and i was like this is sick (laughs) (laughs) i want to be a designer this is so sick that is so funny yeah (laughs) um yeah i just vividly remember that being like like just such a like cool thing so i think now like if i was gonna um make my own agency or start my own like I definitely want something along those lines <laughs> just coffee machine <laughs> no because it, it was huge yeah one of those like proper barista ones um yeah and it was okay, just yeah. and just the it also taught me the act of getting up from your desk and just like make doing something else not being mm. like on on screen all the can time be, um yeah like really beneficial Mm. yeah so i'm gonna say that's the takeaway from that not to just buy a huge coffee machine yep guys but that's yeah. how he's gonna justify that in his accounting <laughs> um but in fact that can be the take home of the whole thing make sure yeah. you get up out of your desk people. <laughs> no yeah. um it's been great having you on cool. thank you so much it's been a really informative conversation we've really gone in like a whole bunch of places yeah nice. no, it's been good and yeah cheers yeah, for having me no worries um yes this is the final episode of meet the mentors but if you've missed out on any of the previous and en- um episodes with our um, amazing mentors then be sure to go back and listen to those and thank you very much for listening